You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. time in a long time but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side beast mode no one's blocking our way <laughs> these other guys tried it but them man ain't got the skills of brazen and davy brazen and raging bringing you the thrills and spills right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man are too sweet brady bbp the bb elite right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man are too sweet brady bbp the bb elite Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, and this is BD Elite. This is BD Elite. This is our weekly AEW show, and it's Fighter Fest, night two. Fighter Fest. Mm. I don't, what's a Fighter Fest? Um, it's, it's, well, it was a take on that Fire Fest thing, right. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. This wow. is like a, yeah, a meme title, you know? Fighter Fest. Fighter Fest champ. Yeah. Uh, it looks cool. They have Street Fighter gear and everything, too. Uh, they had some shirts out available as yeah, well. Yeah, they had one with Mox and one with Shida, I think. Oh, sweet. Uh, yes, this is BD Elite. We are your Dynamates on Wednesday nights. We record this live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast. Uh, and then we put the podcast out. This is sort of a little up nextra, if you will, of a show. So we know... Uh, NXT's in the dumps, so put all your money in AEW. Bye, bye, bye. Sell, sell, sell. No, no, no. no. NXT NXT's still being good. Yeah. It's it's just just developmental. Does anyone care? (laughs) Right. Mm. The tree falls in the woods, that kind of thing. Maybe, maybe. Something like that. Yeah, so we watch NXT, but we, we do love Dynamite. We like the cool show. In wrestling, and then we can we can agree that it's dynamite. It's the new kid in in town. It's like it's still the newest product. They're still coming up with. I think they have the freshest ideas going in in what is considered pro wrestling. I think like WWE seems to have still been stuck in the same age for quite a while. Whereas mm. this is like kind of I still get that fresh feel yeah. when I watch this show. So that hasn't gone away yet. I got exactly fresh when Chavo Guerrero. <laughs> Uh, no, but it does help with crowds because also 
Uh, I watched Money in the Bank mm. pay-per-view, and I, I thought some of the matches were, were pretty good. I we, we talked about Rhea and Charlotte and the Money in the Bank match and stuff, but the crowd compared to even this crowd, like it is way these guys are way more into it than the WWE stuff. But I think it would be fair if I were to be at both of these shows, I probably wouldn't really care about a lot of the stuff at the Money in the Bank. But then some of the stuff here, there wasn't anything super popping on this episode. But I think I'd still be just more invested to be like, wow, I'm at this new show that I, I've never been attending before because it's AEW and it's a new company. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Um, I can't wait. I've got tickets to go there you go to new york so That's right um looking forward to that and uh yeah i can't wait to be in one of these crowds but i'm also looking forward to being in a, a wwe crowd just because it's like i still i've never been to AEW, you know right, yeah. whereas going to wwe again it's been a while so like that would yeah. be nice but i'm definitely excited to see i'm excited to go to anything to be honest yeah for sure uh aw definitely it, it seems like a lot of fun and now that things are opening up uh at least we we think we're in we're out of the woods now but uh so as things go which means we can buy tickets and go to things you can get on planes yeah do things i mean you kind of could before but you can really do this so uh yeah go see some live wrestling uh and aw seems like it's the 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 cool kid in town because twitter was just jumping Today, internet wrestling community is just a fantastic, magical place. Sometimes, mm. and today, all I, all I, all I wake up to is CM Punk, this Daniel Bryan, that AEW signing these guys. What's what's going on? It's looking the most likely it's ever looked. Um, it's I, I still won't believe it until I see it. Um, but yeah, exciting stuff. Yeah. I, I uh, I would have no complaints about either guy going to AEW. Uh, I think that opens a lot of doors. There's a lot of curiosity with Punk. Uh, I think he'll still be hugely popular. Um, of course, yeah. yeah. He's not he's not one of my guys, but I understand it. I think he's had some amazing matches. He's not one of my favorites, but I definitely think he's awesome. And I think him coming to this makes it a big bigger deal than it even is, just because he has not wrestled. So. Absolutely, definitely interesting. It, it, could, it could really change exactly. Some it's it. Moxley joining this changed some things. You know what I mean? Kurt Angle joining TNA ruffled some feathers. Mm. Didn't really change things. This changes things. Daniel Bryan potentially coming yeah. to AEW changes things. Those are sorry. Daniel Bryanson was it? Brian, Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson. That's right. The I mean, I man. can I can certainly see people uh, going like why. We, we're trying to build up all this young talent right. in AEW. Why would you go? But it's... Th- Brian Danielson is still one of the best wrestlers in the world. Of course. This isn't a star who's passed it by any means. And the type of matches, any, any of the top guys, a, a Kenny match, a Cody match, a Hangman match, whoever is so exciting Yeah, so many of these combinations. Oh, of course. I, I joked time ago when Samojo got released that Tony... Tony's calling Punk, Tony's calling Joe, and they were going to do a stadium show. Mm. Joe versus Punk, one last time. And wrestling fan, it, that, would, that would sell out. And that's what I kept joking about on the show. I said the co-main event or the actual main event could also be Kenny versus Kota Ibushi. My, my statement of they can still fill a giant stadium show still stands, but now we have different uh, players entering the chat. Because yeah. you put Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega, I will do anything to go try to watch that match. 
Yeah, it's crazy. So, as I said, I I can't believe it until I see it. It's like a ghost. I don't want to get believe my hopes it. up. Yeah, I don't believe um, it. But it. it's looking good and yeah. and pretty. Yeah, very exciting. Well, let's quickly get this out of the way. Daniel Bryan, Kenny Omega, obviously yes. dream match. Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, one one on one, just as a exhibition. Yeah, sell out a fucking stadium or whatever has my interest. CM Punk versus. Who? Who's the first Punk one? Because everyone, I think, agrees that Kenny might be the logic logic choice for Daniel. But Punk, what? Punk Mox? Punk Cody? I. You think, want Punk Triple H? <laughs> well, well, Punk Punk was saying in uh, interviews like he'd yeah. want to mix it up with with new people, right? Like that's why he'd return. Um, but I feel Cody makes Cody. most sense. Cody, the first one, the ki- kind of character Punk is. Right. He needs to go up against the establishment. All right, so Malachi Black some, somehow steamrolls over Cody with this match, which they've announced, and we'll talk to, we'll talk about. But eventually, Cody does the official like heel heel turn, and it has to be at on Punk's like expense, and that's what sets up that match. I would assume, mm. and that yeah, that makes the most sense. I know the Cody haters are out there, but no, that's a draw. Punk Darby would be interesting. Punk Darby, he likes yeah. Jungle Boy. He tweeted a, a while back, right? Yeah, saying like, "Hey, I watched." For once, and people were like, "Oh, you never tweet this out." So interesting. But just curious to see how Punk is in the ring. It's been seven years. Um, yeah, if he is returning, obviously he's in great shape. It, it looks like he trains a lot and stuff. But yeah. uh, it will be interesting. Yeah, I mean, when he left the WWE, the last like what 2014? Yeah, January 2014. The last Fed he didn't do too good in, but I know that in this one he could he could be the guy again. Punk? Yeah. I think so. Not so much the guy, but I think it's a big draw. And I'm someone who's not even one of these these huge punk fans. So I understand it, and I'm totally still supporting it. I still think it's great. Daniel Danielson is another one where it's like, he's just a fantastic wrestler. Yeah. And there's this weird thing where it's almost like there's an art to this where, hey, I want to wrestle all these other people, and I, why can't I? What's, what's stopping me from doing this? So if this is true and he's doing this jump, like that's amazing. I always felt Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, had one of the promos in WWE that felt least scripted. Yeah. He's not necessarily a flashy promo, but he's a passionate promo, and uh, I buy everything he says. I believe it. And that's very much the style in AEW. So... Obviously, the actual matches will be great, but I think he can have some good stories and feuds and segments with people as well yeah. over there. No, um, 100%. Very exciting. Um, yeah, you know, I like my fantasy booking, and I, I like I, I think we're wrestling fans, so we're, we're jaded, and we're, we're, we know we're so cruel and mean and, and heartless that the, the epic story, uh, somewhat epic, that they didn't touch too much on tonight, I guess. But Hangman and Kenny Omega mm-hmm. is a great story arc that's going on. And to me, I need to, say, see, I need to see Hangman lose to Kenny. Yeah. Which then, Kenny is free, he beat him, and then if Daniel Bryan's coming in, that's your big, huge, big arena somewhere, yeah. something thing. Uh, and if you and I that, agree, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, that's how it should be. And Hangman doesn't beat Kenny till like, another... Another date to be determined. Like next year. Yeah, in a year, two years. You know what I mean? So Daniel Bryan is Kenny versus Daniel Bryan is the dream match, I think, going forward in in AEW. I think so. Yeah. 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 Cool. We're uh, agreed. We have We're agreed this page. court is adjourned. And I would love let me know because Daniel Bryan versus Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. They've wrestled probably like on the Indies Fire Ant and, and all that. Uh, yeah, we, we 
Didn't we just watch him? I oh, that was, yeah, the Shikara yeah. show. They didn't fight each other, but... Uh, Daniel Bryan and, yeah, Daniel Bryan should team up with CM Punk and fight the Young Bucks. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like, Daniel Bryan and anyone versus the Young Bucks. Yeah. Uh, there's Hangman, Daniel Bryan. Hangman, CM Punk. Uh, CM Punk versus, who's got that CM Punk edge to them now? I've got it. Matt Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they've wrestled a few times. Oh, let's let's see it one more time. ECW, one more time. WWE, ECW. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, all of this is uh, from from Twitter and, and people reporting it and stuff like that. Shout out Fightful. Uh, and like as they usually say, it's like TMZ. Ever since TMZ broke Michael Jackson mm. died, I believe whatever TMZ has to say. It's kind of like that with certain people on the Twitter. And it's like, all right, well, if you say it. I'm kind of like, hey, don't maybe... People, when people tell you a secret, don't don't give it away. There's there's an art to keeping secrets as well. Yeah, but there's an art to making money <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah. especially in journalism. Yeah, yeah. I also I feel like yeah, it's 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 funny though. It's like imagine you watch like Game of Thrones as an ongoing show. Mm-hmm. Do you do you call up your friends who are on like do you call up uh, Dinklage? Is it Dinklage? Peter Dinklage. Yeah, you call up him and be like, all right, so what's the What's going on with the script next week? What, tell me what's going oh, on. Oh, I'm sure. Certain tell shows. me what's going on. I need to know. Do you die? Yeah. Mm. Don't tell anyone, though. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I hope these are true stories, and I'm going through that they are, and I can't wait because it's super exciting as a wrestling fan. Yeah. It, it makes me want to go to more and more of these events if, if these big matches are potentially happening. Yeah, and I mean, then we got all this new. Jo- What's going on with Impact? Give me explain like on five. What you, there's a, a group show. So yeah, at Slammiversary they announced uh, Bound for Glory in October, and on the uh, on the screen flashed uh, Impact, AEW, AAA, and New Japan. Right. So it flashed up those logos. You had Jay White show up at the end of Slammiversary. And had a kind of face-off with Kenny before uh, it went off air. And there's bit, some stuff that's been recorded. Um, but yeah, they're just opening the doors to everyone, it seems. Which so is great. yeah, New Japan, Daniel Bryan versus Ishii. Daniel Bryan versus Okada. A G1. Daniel Bryan in the G1. Yeah, that would be lovely. Yeah, that would be insane. Mm. Uh, Daniel Bryan, yeah, Daniel Bryan, Ishii. I want to fire it up, Danielson. Suzuki. That would be great. <laughs> Yeah, that could be bigger than that. Could that sounds like it could be a heat? Like, yeah, I want all these matches. Zack Sabre Junior. Ah, oh, stop it! Mm. Don't stop. Toriano. Oh, oh, jeez! Wow. We need another kicking match with Tai Chi. Tai Chi kicking with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, that'd be good. Danielson. Damn, there's so many matches here. Uh, wow. Uh, I saw th- this news about Kota Ibushi. Something like. Um, Oh yeah, he's taken uh, out by uh, some kind of pneumonia. pneumonia? I yeah, believe. yeah. Um, hope he, hope, hoping he's yeah. all right. Sending Get vibes well soon. Sending vibes to God. To yeah, God right over there. That's that's what he is. I hope he's all right because uh, Daniel Bryan can fight him too. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. What? Are you I telling know. me this? These are possible these things are possible within things. the next year. Yeah, it's going to be hard to to, to pick. What shows you want to travel to go? Because it's like now it's like, well, I really want to see that one live, but I, I kind of want to see it. It almost one. feels like, uh, you know, when you finally like got a Mewtwo on your Pokemon. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I can 
I can just do anything now. Right, I'm invincible. Yeah. Yeah, this is how it feels with... Or unvincible. Because you're away from Vince <laughs> and the Fed. Yeah. Now we just got to sign Jeff Hardy. And we got all the superstars, all the title champion killers here in this company. Uh, yeah, it makes me super excited because uh, I think Danielson, there's so many fresh ideas. I'm way more excited about him than, than CM Punk. But I'm Me cool. too. Yeah. Me too, I think. But it's been... Uh, yeah, which one do you think would get a bigger reaction? <sighs> CM Punk, I, yeah. I think. Dude, they still chant his name. <laughs> Like people won't know what's a chant for Brian Danielson. Can you do yes? Oh yeah, of course. It'd be yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more like Daniel Brian, and then like yeah, he's got another quite popular chant, hasn't he? I don't know if he's allowed to just say yes. Is he? You allowed? can't trademark <laughs> <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> True. I mean, Daniel Bryan Danielson stole that from a UFC fighter, anyways, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah the yes thing made it, took it, and ran with it. You'll see him do the yes thing. Oh, but he was, he oh, was for sure. He was sick as fuck before the yes thing. So oh, he doesn't like, need yeah, the he yes doesn't thing, need it at all. The crowd needs something to cheer. Yeah, it's true. Damn. Oh, exciting times. Can't wait for CM Punk chance when the guy's actually in the ring. I know. It's, it's going to be, be bizarre. People have almost become respectful that they're not doing it as much anymore. Right. And then people going to be, can I, can I do it again? No, don't do it now. Until you see him, like, unless you, they're teasing it, like, come on, don't, mm. don't do it. Because especially, at w, they did it for so long. And I get it. We hate Vince and the establishment and yada, yada. But yeah. like, ah, oh, come on. Don't, don't shit on these other people. I no, always, yeah. no, exactly. Well, I'm excited. Wrestling's back. Wrestling's back, people. That's right. Yeah. That's it. Um, we had a, a night last night. We, did we? What did we do? We, we did our NXT show. Up next, oh, yeah, yeah. available on this feed. Yeah, that's right. Uh, then went for a couple of drinks. And um, yeah, there were some interesting people there. Oh, yeah. there We met so Yeah, because like bars are, are slowly opening. Uh, we were hanging around like the bar we go to in Toronto, Wide Open. Shout out Wide Open. One of the best. And they survived the pandemic somehow, some way, which is always cool. And shout out all you uh, bars and people out there working in the industry and stuff. Because damn, I, if you survive, good on you. Uh, so we... we we decided to have a night out, kind of low key. It's not like a packed bar; only a few people, but it was nice to kind of feel normal. But of course, going to a bar feels normal when there's fucking weirdos. As I, <laughs> as we were walking up, I said, "You know, we're gonna go there, and we're just gonna see people that annoy us." Yeah, and yeah, and then, you know, I don't know if you found it annoying, but some guy heard your British accent and then started mocking it. <laughs> well, so there was and pretended. Na- I mean, then pretended. We kind he of was touched British. on this a bit on uh, was next today, which I we recorded. Yeah, yeah, coming out. Um, but there was one guy who was definitely saying he was British, but wasn't British. Yeah. But then this other guy uh, was like, "Oh, your accent. Where are you from?" It's like, and he goes, "You, you're a Londoner. You're West London, right? You're West London." And I was like, "I'm, yeah, Northwest." He's like, "Oh, you're West London." You, uh, you have that grime music accent. It's like, really? That's what you hear? And he goes, yeah, you, you're a bit Jamaican. Like I was faking a Jamaican accent. I, I, I'm like, I don't know what you're hearing. What? The, maybe he heard your rap on the Deep Blue Sea. Maybe. And maybe the, that's what it you was. You were doing LL Cool J rap maybe. in your British accent. So this, we, we thought this guy was strange. Mm. Because one of his buddies then was like, in it, bruv. And then we <laughs> thought that he was then stuck with the fake accent now because he didn't want to mm. let it be known that he was like fucking around. 
Uh, but then it, we decided that with my skills of making trap beats and drill beats and your skills of having such a, gr- going on here? a grime in, like, in your voice, like your British thing, that we're launching a grime album. Me and you. We are? <laughs> you're going to rap. And you're going to grime. Man's not hot. <laughs> um, well, I, I think, uh, I know MJ thought it was me that sings On this our, song? On our theme? Our theme. <laughs> a few people, I think, were like, yo, is that you? <laughs> you should have just ran with it. Just been like, yeah, that was me. Yeah, that's me. Damn. Yeah. Wow. I'm Warren D. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Warren D. Shout out Warren D with the theme. Yeah, so we're going to start a grind label. And um, Stormzy and Skepta. I will say after a night out, question yeah hot take right here yeah was that the greatest f- frozen pizza you've ever had we got a frozen pizza yeah from the bodega downstairs and then uh we pimped it up a bit we put like fresh mozzarella just covered it in all this like mozzarella different types aged yeah. fresh parmesan. yeah parmesan we just like went ham and then we got super stoned and watched I Think You Should Leave yeah. uh, Sloppy Steaks. <laughs> uh, if you have not watched that show, your wrestling connection is Brody King has a cameo. And oh, yeah. So watch it. He does. Yeah. What a ridiculous fucking show to what? watch. Yeah. You gotta, so, so weird. If you, so weird. So wonderful. Yeah. If you partake in any extracurricular activities, definitely do it it's before so funny. watching this show. <laughs> Meaning smoke a joint because it's ridiculous. But we pimped this pizza out. And it was the cheesiest, greatest, oh, it was so good. best night of our but life. Like the dough for a frozen pizza. So like, you're really, great. you really loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Wow. And then we both passed out. We both were watching this show, and it was probably like by that time, like four o'clock in the morning. And the next thing I know, I wake up. I'm on the couch. You're on your lazy boy. And in our new apartment, the the living room's got like huge windows, so it's just sunny. Seven oh six a.m. I'm like, what the fuck. I'm like, yo, wake up, go to bed. <laughs> what a time. Yeah. What a day. What a day. Yeah, it feels normal to to go out and get up to no good again. We, we might go singing later. Are we going to try and sing? <sighs> yeah, this is kind of... do it? I don't know. Long, long-time listeners, new people, we, we used to be cool. We used to do th- fun things outside of podcasting because you could do cool things, including karaoke. And our local favorite Toronto DJ, Jason Rowland, Says he's opening right. He's open right now. Yeah. So we should wrap this show up and go. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm tempted. <laughs> Four out of ten show. Good night. <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. AEW Dynamite, and this is Fighter Fest Night Two from July twenty first, two thousand twenty second, and this starts off with a match. The first. Of the five labors of Jericho, meaning Chris Jericho has got to fight five games of MJF's choosing, meaning matches and stips. And if Jericho can beat them all, he gets to fight MJF, presumably at All Out. Mm. So, the first is tonight. Sean Spears, the chairman, who is allowed to use the steel chair, but in this match, Chris Jericho is not. So if he does, he's DQ'd. MJF joins in on commentary. And oh my goodness, he says, labors of Jericho, huh? Yeah, it looks like Chris Jericho knows what it's like being in labor right now. (laughs) Jesus. Fuck, I laugh so hard. Yeah. MJF is really good at this this being me guy. He's so good. He's so good. Roast anyone, fuck. Uh, So this starts off with these guys brawling. And and obviously, Sean Spears keeps wanting to just try to go and use the chair. Uh, Jim... 
is it JR just starts to like trip up for a second and MJF is like, yo, my God, Jim, you're out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then MJF asks, because they're in Dallas tonight, hot crowd in hot Dallas, the big D. He says, what do you call a hot girl in Dallas? A tourist. (laughs) JR did not like that. Uh, There's the chairman smacking Jericho around with the steel chair here. Um, then he grabs another chair because he's allowed to in this match. He then gets caught in the corner. Jericho delivers like some 10 punches and then like a Rana out of the corner looked great. But Sean Spears hits a chair to the spine and then he's teeing up batter batter to swing at the, at his head, but he gets dropped into the walls of Jericho, but he, he wants to tap. He's, he's struggling Tully with the distraction, but out comes Sammy Guevara to a super red hot, Maybe the biggest reaction tonight, Crazy. to be honest. Really loud for Sammy. He stops Tully and gets in a pitter-patter with him. Sean Spears hits the C4 on Jericho, but he kicks out. He then goes for the C4 with the chair then on top of Jericho. Jericho gets out of it, throws Sean into a chair that was stuck in the turnbuckle, and then nails him with the Judas effect, and Jericho beats his first labor here by beating the chairman. Sean Spears. Chairman. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was all right. The The crowd were really into it and really into Jericho and the Sammy spot. Um, the match was was fine. They're both, like, they both can work. I'm just, it's always Spears. It just, he feels out of place. He doesn't feel at the level they necessarily put him at. Um, but that's, I guess, why he's the first full guy right. um, during these labors of Jericho. Uh, it was okay. Yeah, I got into it. Definitely watching with the crowd makes things sound and feel bigger and, and everything. But I, I got into the, I can get into the story with Jericho. It's like realistically, Jericho and MJF doesn't sound like the greatest match you have my attention and everything. We've seen it before and it was fine. But the story, I'm like, all right, I'll give it a go. It's pro wrestling. Let's, let's, let's go. What are we going to get Jericho versus MJF? What's he going to do next? And then they definitely got my attention with what they did next. Because MJF is pretty pissed off that Sean Spears lost, but he's he's kind of like kind of new in his in the back of his head that might have happened. So he grabs the mic and says, "If if it wasn't for Sammy the Simp coming out here, your young boy with the intera- interaction with Tully, then maybe you wouldn't have won." So you know what? No more inner circle people are allowed. No one's allowed to help you out. If there's interference, you instantly lose. That's part of the stipulations going forward. And next week, you're going to be facing someone one-on-one. No interference, just a one-on-one, no DQ match against this man. And he starts naming this person's attributes, like saying, like, what, he fucking almost killed Rob a guy. bank was technically dead for eight minutes. Robbed a bank with no mask on, no freaking mask on. And that's when I was like, wait a second, that sounds familiar. I watched those Dark Side of the Ring documentaries and yes, out comes Nick freaking Gage. To all our shock and horror, he's here. Yeah, uh, th- I was not expecting this. No. Um, but just shows Tony Khan knows how to uh, put on a show that I think is entertaining to casuals. But he really treats diehards, diehard fans. Bringing in someone like Nick Gage. Um, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, big shocker. Obviously, he's gotten the the internet buzz with the whole Cardona. 
the dark side of the ring, obviously. Well, on uh, Slammiversary, Don Callis yeah. called Kenny like more like deathmatchy. Yeah, than the better, Gage. the king of the deathmatch, king yeah. of the deathmatch, and yeah. called out Nick Gage. I, I noticed. So that. now Gage is in, like I not signed, but he's making an appearance in AEW. We might get that Kenny match. Like anything seems possible. Yeah. Money talks, I guess. Mm. Did Tony get like his bigger allowance than he thought this time around? Something like that. He's like, huh? All right, I can afford this now. Uh, It's great. Thank you, Tony. Do you think it's wrestling god? uh, Yeah, like if you if you hit a million again, uh, we'll we'll throw you a bit more. So they hit a million last week, and then he's going, Chavo, (laughs) I'm gonna get Nick Gage. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird because the, the Mox has the whole thing with Gage, which I assume they're going to yeah. go to, and then we got Cardona and Gage, which mm-hmm. is happening soon. So um, I guess Cardona's got to take his title. Isn't from, that this weekend? Is it? It's soon, right? It must be. Yeah, good, good way to promote it. Yeah, because people are going to be like, a, oh my god, this is nuts, or two, who's this guy? And then you look him up and you go, oh, okay. So yeah, it's a win-win Saturday. Yeah, um, but yeah, so this is next week. Nick Gage Jericho. Um, very interested in that. No DQ. Yeah. Yeah, super hyped. This guy is like, he's not quite my style. Nick Gage is... Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, he's he's very uh, extreme. Mm. And, but in, in doses, and I think on TV, there's only so far you can go on TV, so I think. We're going to see. But isn't that what's exciting? Yeah, exactly. It's, someone's allowing Nick Gage to 100%. go on live TV. Yeah. Um, very interested. He robbed a bank without a freaking mask. Yeah. Could this be the end of AEW next week? <laughs> I don't know how Jericho is going to beat this guy. He's really got to do something extreme if Jericho wants to beat this guy. I wonder what but it could I, be. I don't think of Nick Gage as this unstoppable monster. He's, he's a Mick Foley, you know? Yeah. He'll put himself through everything, but Jericho can beat him. Gage, Gage will put Jericho through a lot of pain, mm. but we'll see if... Jericho's getting the pizza cutter, for sure. Yeah. He, J- Gage is just chilling out here with the pizza yeah. cutter. I'm like, yo, calm down. Sammy Callahan yeah, with the pizza cutter? Yeah, you got it back cutter? from Sammy. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. Violence and wrestling. I'm here for it. Uh, listen to our best match ever, free edition, best death match ever. We talk all about disgusting death matches that were fucking sick. To watch. On this very feed. Yeah, go yeah. search down if you have it. With Damien Abraham. Shout out, Damien. Love him. I'm sure he's buzzing about this Nick Gage. Probably. Got to get him on. Got to get him on a show. Best match ever, Nick Gage. <laughs> I want to know what Benno's reaction was. Does he love Nick Gage? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, is, what is Nick Gage's, uh, like, state? what's his, MDK? MDK. Murder, death, kill, <laughs> isn't it? Murder, death, club, something. Yeah. MDK. Yeah. Bitches. <laughs> That's right. Uh, MDKBDE. Sure. That's right. We go to uh, a video from Miro talking about the TNT championship and that he is God's favorite champion and he's a fighting champion. So it sounds like he's not doing a challenge tonight, but the open challenges are still coming forward and we're going to be seeing some in the next few weeks. But um, yeah, I'm I'm totally interested interested in seeing Miro fight a lot of these like young guys. Yeah, and I could see us having things like not a Nick Gage, but like they did with Eddie Kingston and Ricky Starks before they were signed, bringing names on from the Indies yeah. to challenge Miro, perhaps. 
Cool. I, I always like the open challenge thing. Uh, Nick Gage showed up tonight, which was a, got a, a big pop, but the devil in your six hey. showed up on Dynamite tonight, meaning Luke Gallows, the Good Brothers TNA music. Uh, we love this. If you watched, what was their WrestleMania thing? Not WrestleMania. Oh, Talking Shopamania. Talking Shopamania. This song is used a lot in it, and it's great. The devil in your shoes. The demon in your shoes. Yeah, it's great. That sounds like Cartman singing. <laughs> Uh, so Luke Gallows is going up against the elite hunter, Frankie Kazarian. He's got some new music. It actually bangs. It's actually Motley Crue or something. So Sounds we have like a it. friend who thinks Frankie Kazarian is just trying to be Randy Orton. Right. Um, so he changed his look tonight as well. To look more like Randy Orton? He just Orton. wants to be like Christian. Oh, the tights. His tights, but he grew out facial hair a little bit as well. Right. Yeah. Maybe he just wants... To have tights and facial hair. Just try and be Frankie. He is Frankie. Mm. He's got new music though. He does. So that's a good that's a good thing to be Frankie. Just being Frank with you. Uh, so Kazarian versus Gallows because he's an elite hunter. Um, Gallows has some control and Frankie keeps escaping, flying around him. But there's a boot to the face as they go to picture in picture, uh, and Gallows continues to work on him there. When we come back, Kazarian fights back, hits his springboard leg drop to Gallows for a near fall. And then Gallows uh, just eventually counters a move and hits him with the sit-out choke bomb and pins him. Did, did Anderson get involved at all? He may have gone up on the apron, which seemed like everyone did tonight. But Yeah. Um, yeah, I, this, this didn't do a whole lot for me. And uh, surprising seeing Kazarian win, I think. Kazarian, Kazarian lose here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because you assume he's going to kind of try and... By each member, yeah. perhaps. So, uh, odd. Yeah, the I think Anderson jumped up on the apron. Um, but still, it was, it was very sudden. Yeah. It wasn't a lot to like beat him. It's very strange that this gimmick is the elite hunter, which I don't think is a good idea in the first place. So maybe this is them axing it right away, dead, dead on arrival. Um, but, yeah. After the match, Don Callis comes out with Kenny Omega, the elite. And... Kenny Omega says the elite hunter has now become, and then he like slips up his words and Callus is like, this is the line. And he's like, the hunted. I don't, I almost don't know if this was deliberate or not. I think it's deliberate. He was just being weird. Yeah. He's, he's always, funny. he's always fucking around out there. Uh, Kenny Omega is the, the 4chan of wrestling. Right. 100%. Uh, there's then hangman page who comes out. Cause he doesn't, he doesn't want to see these guys beat down on. Well, yeah. On they're all attacking. Yeah. They're yeah. Him. They're all beating down on him after Kenny says this. So hangman comes out with a drink in hand and they say to him, are you stupid or just drunk? And well, hangman doesn't like this and starts to take out the good brothers as Kenny and Don duck. And it's a two-on-one beatdown, but the Dark Order show up for the save, which is hyping up their match next week, the five-on-five, well, I guess eliminator match, Survivor Series match, Mm. if you will. And title ramifications are on the line. But, um, yeah, this didn't move the needle too much, but it's still got enough to remind you that this is next week. Uh, Yeah, I'm looking forward to this 10-man, absolutely. And I like that Kenny and Hangman still haven't touched yet. Um Hangman looked way more drunk than usual. It was worth noting. Oh, um, some good selling. Yeah, he was staggering around a little more. Um, I don't think they're going to be axing this Kazarian thing. Uh, it was puzzling, 
But with the beatdown after, I do feel like we'll have him uh, challenge Kenny on TV. Kazarian? Like yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like just a small TV match. Sure. Um, I can see that happening. And I think that's where the beatdown was. But yeah, still very into this Kenny hangman thing. Yeah, after next week, which I know that match just sounds great. So I'm super into that. Uh, Hangman Page had the tweet of the week, in my opinion, uh, this week, which was just yesterday. And the tweet was, if you work piss in a bottle hard for long enough, then you too can watch your boss's boss boss, tax cheat boss, go on a 10-minute almost space vacation, AEW Dynamite tomorrow at 8 p.m. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Big fan of the space race. Yeah. Hangman. Uh, yeah. Um, any update on the space thing? Are people still in space? Have they come back? I don't. Yeah, I've lost. I've, yeah, I've lost interest. Like, if we're not going to space, then who cares? Didn't someone went to space like fifty years ago? If there's no aliens, I'm really not interested. Yeah. Like until we find the aliens, so maybe going to space is a good way to test it out. Maybe. Yeah. We talk a lot of that on was yeah, next. Yeah, it was next. I think we talk about we space. talk about a lot of things mm. on going into space. Not too much about the episode, but. Ah, no, we did. We Oh, actually, it was a good one. It was a good one. Yeah, cheap plug right now. It's shameless. Uh, it's Clash of the Champions it was is. next. Big E versus Brad Maddox. Um, Bo Dallas versus Wade Barrett. Main event, yeah. Oh, actually, sick fucking match. AEW Super- Lee <laughs> versus Caitlin. Yeah. Uh, Neville versus Cesaro. Yes. Which is, like, legit a sleeper hit from NXT from 2013. Like, it... Pack Neville, he's doing some crazy shit in this match. Highly recommend. Probably the best match we've seen on I think so. that show. Yeah, sure. definitely. It's it's the it's the beginning of that Cesaro NXT run in 2013 and stuff. So listen to that show on our Patreon. And we talk about space. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Good plug. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> we, you okay. Yeah. We go to Ricky Starks, Team Taz. Ricky Starks is super happy that he won the FTW title. So next week, he's going to have a celebration. And he's personally... uh, Sorry, he's not personally inviting Brian Cage, which upsets Brian Cage. So they go to him separate. He's not with them. And they're like, hey, we just played you this video. Or it's like, hey, I got a party. You're not coming. So Brian Cage says, hmm, I love celebrations. So clearly, he's going to go. Ricky Starks is going to go in a cake. You know, ah. it's going to be uh, stuff set up in the ring and Cage Damn. throws things around. And Damn. Yeah. Okay. We go to Wheeler, Utah. Going up against Darby Allen. And Darby's taped up because, I mean, he's... He, would... he coffin dropped a coffin. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to see him wrestle so soon here because he hurt himself last week. Like, well, he takes he... some... It's live crowds now. Why they want, they he, want to see you. I guess. Like, you can't be selling injuries anymore. Yeah. There are live crowds to go to. This is, I guess so. But damn, they're making him work, mm-hmm. this guy. Uh, so Darby comes out with his dad Sting ringside. And Wheeler, Utah has kind of got his boy, Orange Cassidy, who's kind of like been in his corner and supporting him and everything. So uh, and we've seen Utah and he's pretty. I, I keep saying Utah, but I think it's Utah. Yeah. Because we just <laughs> did Point Break and I keep having Johnny Utah. In my head, but it's it's Wheeler Utah. Wheeler Utah. Wheeler Utah. Not Johnny Utah. I know he he would appre- he would he would understand my mess up, but uh, I think he's sick. I think Wheeler Utah is sick. Uh, so Utah is like fast here. He's like jumping all around. We've we've seen like his like almost lucha. 
I think JR and Tony on commentary kind of compare him to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and I definitely get those vibes. He's doing like the arm drag stuff. Yeah, it looked great. Had a really nice bridge. Yeah. German as yeah. well. Very technical and, and quick. Um, there's Utah who gets drop kicked and then locks Darby into this uh, like flying octopus abdominal stretch, abdo- abdominal stretch. Uh, and then Orange Cassidy on the outside and Sting kind of have a little interaction. Oh, this was great. This was probably the highlight of the whole Absolutely. show. Absolutely. <laughs> Sting walks over to Orange Cassidy. They look at each other and Orange does the whole hands in the pocket bit and then starts to do the, 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 the lazy kicks. The lazy kicks. And the crowd are selling it. It's great. Sting then does it back. And then Sting does his Sting chest pound, but it's like the laziest, like just a lazy little arm <laughs> tap of his chest. It was great. <laughs> this was, so so good. This was hilarious. I watched it like three times. Yeah, not a combination I'd ever think I'd see. But now we gotta Sting get the match. And Orange Cassidy loved it all out. Sting, Sting, and Orange <laughs> Cassidy. Why not? <laughs> this was so funny. I absolutely loved it. Doing this in a tennis stadium. Hell yeah. Uh, I I think pro wrestling can be silly sometimes, and this is one of those moments, but oh my God. These are two baby faces, yeah. though, as well. So they're, they're just playing along. Yeah. Uh, so, unfortunately, took away from this match, which was pretty quick anyways. Uh, Darby eventually hits the stun dog and lays out Yuta and then hits the coffin drop to, to beat him. But the highlight, I'm sorry, was... Sting doing that. I, I found it funny on commentary because Excalibur, he said last week, he kept on saying this week, uh, Wheeler Yuda, uh, the protege of Orange Cassidy, trained by uh, Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy. And then just in this match, JR goes, so why is he with Orange Cassidy? <laughs> What's the connection here between Wheeler Yuda and Orange Cassidy? And Excalibur's like, well... As, as I've said, he's the protege of... It's like JR just woke up in the middle like, who the oh. fuck is this guy and why is Orange Cassidy out here? Love you, JR. On WWE Dynamite. <laughs> Where am I? Uh, so Darby wins and maybe we'll get Darby versus Orange. Darby and Orange at some before, point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he's taken out. Oh, right. Sorry. Yes. Orange Cassidy is then attacked from behind from his opponent tonight, the Blade and the Bunny. And it looks like Orange Cassidy's injured and he won't be able to be in the match. More on that later. Yeah. Yeah. Worried about him. I hope he's okay. Really raised my excitement for this Blade Orange Cassidy match. It's going to. What do you, you know, when you, what do you do when you skin the, 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 you peel an orange like you, you make for drinks? Yeah. yeah. And you make it all like fancy. Mm -hmm. That's what he's going to do. The Blade. The Blade. Cut up the orange. Oh, did. I see. Yeah, I tried. We go to Moxley and Archer. It's a little video for their main event tonight, the Texas Death Match here in Texas. And yeah, lots of clips from their their Tokyo Dome match. Um, really sold it. Yeah, I they they're hyping up the main event, and I think they do a good job with these these videos and kind of promising violence as well. Yeah, it's cool that they can use New Japan stuff. Like remember oh, when absolutely. Nagata came in? It's like they're just showing clips. It's like yeah, this is sick. This mm. is great. We're so used to being like bossed around and own, everything's WWE where nothing else happens if yeah. it's not here. And it's so fresh. It's different. We go to someone who's a, sorry, a member of the Bullet Club who's been hanging around Hikaleo. here. Hikaleo. Hikaleo, who is the, the son of 
is it Meng? Yeah, Haku. Yeah, yeah. Haku. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, same. Uh, brother of uh, Tangaloa and Tamatonga. Oh, so he's a he's a good brother. He's a he's a god brother. God. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Interesting. So they say that he will be getting the first title shot against the winner of tonight's IWGP United States Championship match, meaning Archer or Moxley. Yeah, awesome. I love this, bringing in guys from other places. And, I mean, we keep on saying it's weird. Like, so many people on this show, on the, on the Impact show the other day, it's, it's fresh, as you said. Like, yeah. Because we're so used to not having this. Yeah, exactly. It feels weird. WWE used to do stuff like this. They mm. used to be like, hey, ECW's hot right now. Let's bring in some guys and cause some some shit. It helps everyone out because mm. we seem cool because we're doing it. And it helps everyone on that yeah. end too. So, yeah. Uh, so check out him on um, New Japan Strong as well. But he will be wrestling next week on this show, it seems, which is crazy. Yeah, I, I've not really seen. He's yeah. a name I hear a lot, but I can't say I've watched uh a whole lot of uh, Hikaleo. Yeah. We go to a women's championship match. The champion, Britt Baker, DMD, defending against the challenger, Nyla Rose. Uh, so Nyla, the former champ, she's been on this reign of terror. She powerbombed Britt through a table, and Vicky is her manager, and she's going to take the title back where it belongs. Uh, but Britt Baker is a star when you watch this because the crowd this is one of the loudest pops of the night oh yeah the crowd love her yeah definitely um you love to see it because it's like such an evol- evolution of this character and rebels back as well yes on crutches uh, got a great reaction uh, as well this yeah. team just works it seemed su- such a- an odd pairing to yeah. me at the beginning but organically uh i'm sure they're great friends out of this because you see their chemistry and the- it it's obviously working because the crowd love these two. She's a baby face. Oh, completely. <laughs> For now, at least. Completely. Yeah. Uh, I, I love seeing Rebel coming out. Great. So Britt Baker versus Dyla Rose. Um, did you see Tony Schiavone was like at a Target or a Walmart and he was uh, shopping for toothpaste? Okay. So he FaceTimed Britt to make sure to like ask her, like, should I get this one? Should I get okay. this one? Is this approved? And she had to make sure it was approved by the DMD. And he's like, <laughs> all right. I don't remember which one he picked, but. Sure, it was a good interesting. Choice. It's probably like crest. Do you think our Dollar Armor toothpaste is <laughs> approved? <laughs> I don't know, but like last week, uh, I went to brush my. It was like two weeks ago. I went to brush my teeth, and there was no toothbrush. And then you came home. You're like, I'm so sorry. I used your toothpaste, but I got more. And then you literally like unload a plastic bag of like eight tooth- different types. Yeah, of why did you do this? It's like take your pick. <laughs> we don't need to get toothpaste ever again. We got toothpaste. It's like you felt so guilty for using probably like a drop and you're like, I got you. And you dropped like, we have toothpaste for like probably the year. It's great. Yeah. I don't know why you... Just, you know, if things go into lockdown again... Uh, we're ready. We're going to start a toothpaste shortage next right. time. Okay? What else can you do with well, toothpaste? Well, toilet rolls was so last year. Yeah. Toilet so paper. start was... spreading rumors. Hey guys, get your toothpaste. Toilet paper is still more important. What happens all, if you don't all, have it? It's like the stocks. Like the more things are bought, the pop, more popular it gets. So okay. if we hoard all the toothpaste. So now that like the world's coming back, where where would you put some money in stocks? Like what what will people start using again? That was like down because of the pandemic. I'd say entertainment kind of yeah. things. I mean, I don't really know what I'm talking about. No, but I would imagine like entertainment yeah. would start being good again. All right. 
WWE. WWE. Maybe. Right? Yeah. Probably making money. You can't buy stock in AEW. Not yet. Not yet. One day. Mm. The way I buy stock is buying their pay-per-views, buying their merch, supporting them. Absolutely. Yeah. That's right. Uh, We start off this match. Baker, Rose, Nyla, of course, throwing her around and Britt's getting beat up. There's a commercial break early on. Britt Baker's... um, Britt Baker's doing wrestling moves while the commercials are playing, and there's a little baby like Sprite commercial where it's like his music is rap. What's your favorite little baby song? Little baby song? <laughs> Never mind. Uh, it's just it's interesting when you have the picture in picture and like there's music or something like the audio right. while you're still trying to watch the wrestling. It's like all right, that's weird. Uh, so when they come back. Britt Baker hits a beautiful side Russian leg sweep. I know you like that one. There was a cannonball in the corner missed by Nyla, a backslide attempt, and the ref counts one. He counts two. He counts three, but just calls it a two. A little bit of a slip up there. Uh, but the match. Booze from yeah. the crowd here. They didn't let this one go. Yeah, I mean, slipping up in a pandemic era, no crowd sort of thing, it's forgiving because there's no one there. But I guess these they're bloodthirsty, these crowds. I was wondering, because it's calling attention to it, but also, I guess because it was the heel getting pinned who didn't get pinned, it works to kind of add heat to them. I guess. But realistically, come on. Did you want the match to just finish No, it? of course You'd be not. way more mad yeah. if you accidentally had the pin. And yeah, it sucks because it takes your belief out of it for a sec. But yeah, come on. You want to see the rest of the match. But like when we go back and watch ECW for like our best matches ever or whatever, the crowd then, you slip oh, up you on the rope. Up. Yeah, you fucked up. You get yelled at. And like mm-hmm. I always thought that was kind of mean, but yeah. that's that was the, the luck of the draw. Uh, so this kind of pisses off the crowd here in Dallas, but they get them back. Uh, there's more booze, but then Britt hits a DDT for a near fall, goes for the lock job, but Nyla gets out of it. Nyla hits a deadly Death Valley driver for a near fall. And then hits her flying knee drop, which we've seen her beat people with, but it's only a two count. Britt comes back, the shake, rattle and roll, the swinging neck breaker, and a low super kick for a two. Ends up getting a choke slam, but then goes for a running crucifix. And almost like deja vu, it was kind of just like that backslide where it wasn't quite sure whose shoulders were down or what the ref was really counting. And this again kind of pissed off the crowd for a hot second. But Britt... Resets it all by hitting the running stomp and then another one to Nyla and the crowd like that. Uh, this is where I think there's Vicky Guerrero's on the outside. We got Reba there as well. Reba gets up on the apron and gives Britt the title. And then Britt does the Eddie Guerrero throws the title to Nyla drop down. But Vicky, being a Guerrero, saw it coming, so swaps the positions, and therefore Nyla does the Guerrero spot. And the ref she comes around. She also stops the ref from turning. Yeah. She sees what happens. Right. So when the ref looks around, like, what are you doing? And Britt's like, ah, oh, I didn't do it. So throws the title away and ends up getting the beast bomb from Nyla, but kicks out, which was a big, a big uh, pop from the crowd. Britt somehow gets back up. She does this crazy, like, float-over counter chain wrestling thing that ends up into the lockjaw again. And this time, with the glove on, in the mouth, mandible claw, Nyla's got nowhere to go, and eventually taps out, and Britt Baker, DMD, retains. Um, this match didn't particularly work for me, uh, unfortunately. I 
I think it's a testament to Brit how over she is because uh, the near falls at the end, the, the crowd were really getting into and they were getting into the story of the match. And I think it actually, as much as interference often annoys me, I felt the interference here uh, was quite, quite entertaining and actually got me more interested in it. Nyla's a bit hit and miss because I've seen some matches I've actually really liked with her. I think her and Sheeda's matches were pretty good. Here, Britt Baker was trying to wrestle her a bit more. And a lot of those roll-ups just didn't look good at all. There was not really any strength behind them from uh, Britt. And and Nyla was really struggling, actually, to kick out of them. Um, and I think maybe Nyla's more impressive when she's doing a lot of the power stuff and then getting chopped down with more strikes. And that's maybe why the Sheeda match worked more. But there were just some awkward moments uh, quite a lot throughout the match yeah i i i I like brit and nyla i've agreed there's been some matches i actually really got into but for the most part i don't think i'm a big fan um but there was some stuff in this that i was getting into for real and even after this the like slip-ups i still was into like the beast bomb the vicky spot that was the best thing vicky's done in years Mm. with this spot where like oh you're not doing that that you want to you know who did that and that's that was my guy you don't think i know how to and it, it works with Brit, who plays a heel that we like. Yeah. So her doing something cheeky, taking her dead husband's move yeah. in front of her is a real dick thing to do. Right. But we like her for it. If she was super heel and this was not Nyla Rose and some white hot baby face who was in the spot, like a Tay Conti yeah. in this baby face position, it would be booze because people would be like, 100%. how could you be doing that to yeah. Vicky? Who's but the opposite. That's what I mean. I think this this match kind of uh, recovered from from some bad stuff because of how over Britt Baker is and people being into her and people wanting to see her win and want the heels to get the comeuppance. Yeah. So it got a good reaction and... And it was enjoyable, if not the best like technical match in the world. Yeah, yeah, I, I still think Britt is one of their biggest stars. Full stop here in this company. This reaction is great. I can't wait for that Pittsburgh show. Yeah, honestly, they'll do something big with her there for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, she she's someone I think like can can not, not only like the the she, they've worked on this character for quite a while, and we've been if you've been following, it's great. But as like their main woman star their champion like yeah like she would draw in new fans instantly i think so i i I like seeing her wasn't the best outing but i still was got into this match we see next week is fight for the fallen fest and (laughs) fight for the fallen fest (laughs) and it's gonna have a tag team match that i think we've all been waiting for and it's finally gonna happen ftr versus pnp Proud and powerful. And this is kind of like a sit-down interview where they're at different tables backstage somewhere, filmed earlier today, I presume. And uh, Dax the Axe says, look, we know what it's like. We all grew up poor. We all grew up through hard times. And they're interrupted by Proud and Powerful. And Santana says, you're, you're just a pit stop to our title run that we deserve. We, we haven't seen the titles yet, and we're going for them. And then Santana starts talking. He pulls out a photo. You see this. And it's a picture of his mom at 15 when she had him, Santana. He pulls out documents of like their first house and being kicked out and evicted and all this stuff and talking about the Bronx. And Dax then interrupts him and says, 
There's only three things I care about. God, my family, and professional wrestling. <laughs> Huge pop. Fuck, I love that line. Fuck, who originally said How that? How long before that's on a show? That, no, that's someone else. Someone said that before. Is it Dusty or Terry Funk? or It's someone. Yeah, it's it's someone else's line, but amazing. And this starts off like they want to scuffle. They're going to do it, but they're going to wait till next week. Finally, the, the tag team match. That should be the main event. Give them 30 minutes, please. Yeah. Oh, this match is going to be great. And I think uh, the using just Dax and Santana, both of them are really good promos. And I don't think the other two necessarily needed to talk here. We've seen Ortiz and, and Wheeler talk, and they're, they're fine. But to actually really heat up this match, um, Dax just sounds great all the time. Santana brings a real emotion to it. And I, I actually really liked him bringing up his family here and uh, his history. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's this is the match I want to see. And I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. I, I hope they don't. I feel like they could do a screwy finish. And then you get a rematch at All Out mm-hmm. if you want to stretch it out that long. But... Uh, one of these teams could just win and be the oh wait no if the the winners of the dark order if the dark order win they get a they get title shot as well so i mean there there's that for all out yeah well, we've got so much tv before then as well and yeah. they do load up these tv shows so um tag scene i'm i'm not quite sure who uh what you do there for all out but um i imagine yeah dark order and bucks is going to be on tv and then you think what winner of this is for the Bucks is what you I, I want to see Proud and Powerful versus the Bucks yeah. with the them switching who's bad guys and, and so forth. So that's the match I'm interested in, I'd say. So P and P should win. Yeah. Yeah. Or it'll just be Brian and Punk. There you go. Yeah, versus that's what that's the one match they'll come. It's like when Rock came back. I'm coming out of retirement. For what? Why are you coming out of retirement? To wrestle our truth in the Miz. Oh, okay. So you're you're comparing our truth and the Miz to the Young Bucks? No, but I thought like, you liked the Young Bucks. I do. I'm just like that. That that is a match we go to, right? I think. Yeah, maybe I could be wrong. Unless you 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 somehow add the story of Punk comes out and the Young Bucks say you were the indie guy, we're the indie guys. Fuck out of here, and I I'd, I'd, I'd buy into it. But it it's the Bucks versus Dark Order is now got to be the thing. You got to get me hyped for all out. Oh yeah, we're getting we're getting that match. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Yeah, def- definitely. I'm not. I'm not saying. Uh, you know, I love the Young Bucks. I'm just saying. I think should it be Dark Order? I noticed the the graphic for the match next week is Hangman and the two tag teams, which we mentioned would probably be the right mm-hmm. pick. So Reynolds, Silver, um, and Grayson and Uno. Yeah. So if they win, which team gets to go? I think it will be Gr- Grayson and Uno. Yeah, they're the number one tag team there, even though. The other two have become way more popular. Yeah. Uh, but I think also that's something we've seen a bunch of those matches. I can see it being something the four guys want to do because they've had so many matches all over the place. Yeah. And might want like a big title match they do. Uh, on TV. And the Dark Order should win. I don't think so. <laughs> the Dark Order will win early in the night to, to make everyone think Hangman's winning. Right. But. Loses. Yeah, exactly. It's all part of the plan. It's all coming together. So we go to our next segment, which is Andrade El Idolo. 
He's with Tony Schiavone in the middle of the ring. You said something to me when he was walking down because they're like, here's this interview segment again. And I'm like, oh, didn't he just talk last week? And what did you say? The guy who we all know has sick matches, can wrestle really good, but can't really speak English all too well, has been speaking every single week. (laughs) He's had one match. He's had one match. He's had more... He's had more managers than matches in this company. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andrade comes out, but he's got someone, his lawyer, his buddy, his pal, his compadre. He's with Tony. And uh, th- am I crazy or is it he has a new theme as well? Or did I already say that? I feel like... I-, I'm, I can't remember what his old one was. Yeah. I liked his WWE one. He did have a good theme. Yeah. Um, so he says, everyone, take it easy, take it easy. Tranquilo, which definitely got everyone's attention right away. Um, He says, I have a surprise for everyone. And his lawyer speaks to Tony and Tony sounds, Tony Schiavone looks a little shocked. And he goes, oh, uh, well, uh, apparently I'm welcoming down to the ring now Andrade's new associate executive consultant, Chavo Guerrero. Ooh, Chavo. Uh, and then Kerwin White comes down to the ring, and he's here. Chavo is here. A bit of a surprise. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love Chavo. It's, it, Tony's definitely just thrown his money around at this point. Th- he's, this, he, he def- all of it there, went to it Chavo. It does feel like there was a bonus, and there was just, yeah, let's get Chavo, <laughs> let's get this guy, let's get this guy. Fuck it, let's ha- have Hikaleo on TV. <laughs> yeah. Nick Gage. Um, but I don't... It, Andrade needs some sort of mouthpiece. The guy can talk, uh, he can speak English, but he's not particularly clear. And it's obviously a, a challenge for him and it's something he wants to work on. But now we've got the live crowds as well who can really react. Uh, it can throw you off. And I felt Andrade seemed a bit thrown off at times when there were chants going. Yeah. And of course, if I had to remember something in another language, it's... You need to be very confident to be able to control that. So he definitely needs someone. Vicky doesn't feel like that main event manager for him. But we're keeping it kind of in the Guerrero. So yeah. I like it. And I think Chavo is a, a great talker and can work really well with him. So surprise, but I, I don't hate it. He upgraded his Guerrero mm-hmm. to Chavo, meaning like no, no disrespect to Vicky, but he's a wrestler. Vicky doesn't know too much about wrestling. Chavo was a wrestler. So I, I like Chavo. I like Chavo in this. There was a, a turn in your in your dark period of wrestling when Chavo turned on Ray like like, oh, you you used Eddie's death and got famous and became champ. And like, what about me? I'm Ch- I'm a Guerrero. Like, yeah, I should have been whatever. And like that era, Chavo was lit like he, he, he quickly got like clowned and what lost a cane and like. 10 seconds or something like that. That was at Mania, wasn't it? Yeah, he got kicked in the Gulf of Mexico by CM Punk. Hmm. So maybe that's what Punk's coming back for that rematch. Punk Chavo? Yeah. Uh, Chavo doesn't get the love he, he did. What did he do in NXT? Did he have a horsey? He had a horse? That was in NXT? No, in WCW. Sorry, not NXT. Oh, yeah. Uh, WCW. Yeah, something like that, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Wrestling's been weird. Hmm. Don't ever forget it. Have those great matches on Talking Shopper Mania. Yeah, yeah. He had great matches on SmackDown. He, is he part he's of the SmackDown, SmackDown 6? Six? Yeah. 
Wait a second. Is Chavo really the SmackDown 6? It was Benoit, Eddie, Edge, Ray, Angle. Brock. Brock? Yeah. Sorry, Chavo. Oh, so Eddie's not. No, Eddie's. Yeah, Eddie's Eddie's in in it. Sorry, Chavo. Huh. Was it Brock? Because Brock's like running the shit, so yeah, you would watch for those he, six. Who were the Those were fans? the stars. We still got to do that show with Way. Way has agreed to do a best match ever, SmackDown 6. Well, we first got to figure out who the SmackDown 6 are. Rey Mysterio, Edge, Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, and Chavo Guerrero. Dude, I, like, I, I'm telling you, he was fire in that era. The Guerreros, those segments... The, the Guerrero OG segments when they're, like, on the golf course mm-hmm. and, like, doing all those things. Those were fucking fire. Like, yeah, yeah. Ch- Chavo, I don't want to see him wrestle. Doesn't look like he's going to be wrestling. But that's fine. He Could, still wrestles. Does he wrestle? Yeah. All right, cool. Let him wrestle, though. Uh, so he he's the new mouthpiece for Andrade. And, well, he's out here. And he says that this company is amazing. He, 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 he baby faces it for a second and then kind of, like, flips it gets a little cheeky and says that he's here in Dallas, Texas, and the crowd goes wild for Chavo, obviously the, the Guerrero family from Texas. And he says that Andrade is clearly the best wrestler in here. He's the best. He's the most talented. There's no one else. And this is where they are interrupted by the Death Triangle, who Andrade pretty much called out last week on the show. And outcome. Penta, Ray Phoenix, Alex, and Pac. What a team. This, this Alex crew. in his, yeah. <laughs> it's his outfits that yeah, made me laugh. Yeah. He clearly doesn't dress like this. No, no, think. he doesn't. Not at all. Not at all. Love him. Um, so these guys come out, and they got some, some, some bones to pick with Andrade here. Zero Miedo chance ring out here in Dallas. And uh, they say that... Well, Andrade seems pissed that these guys, like, interrupt him now. Like, oh, and he starts saying, like, you're interrupting me and everything. And uh, this is where Chavos pretty much shuts them down before they can even say anything and says, we, we, we're we all speaking Spanish and we can understand two languages. Sorry, you can't pack. So, like, here, let me, like, kind of calling him done. And the crowd boo him. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not burying pack. Like, everyone knows you're talented, but you just, like, Andrade doesn't think you guys are... Are, are good enough right now. And they're kind of like confused of what's happening. And Andrade says, like, you no longer work for him. You should work for me. He doesn't even say you should. He says, you, uh, you work like for your me. waists look empty. Yeah. Uh, you need something shiny around there, which yeah. basically Pac is holding you back. And if you come with me, we can all be like champions and have championship gold. Why work for Pac when you can work for Andrade? And... He's putting this question into their head uh, when Alex does the Penta says uh, and Penta's getting upset. But it's Andrade just saying, look, it doesn't matter what you guys are saying. You're hanging around this guy and he sucks when you could be here. Uh, I think it's Penta or is it Ray Phoenix who say, oh, you want to be the face of Latinos? We're the face of Latinos. Mm-hmm. Like, so you're stepping to us. You're coming into our territory. Get the hell out of here. Uh, but it seems like it's a... Uh, yeah, it's Pac who says, Andrade, I don't know what planet you think you're on, but we're not just family. We're a brotherhood. And this is when Penta says, why would we join a group with you when you're not on our level? So this seems like they're going to 
set up something when tra- he's getting he's getting fired up. Andrade is and says tranquilo again, meaning everyone calm down, chill, and says looky 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 looky, <laughs> uh, and then uh, it looks like they're about to like fight and brawl as the death triangle approach the ring. But referees come down and kind of separate. It's calm though, but there's no like there's no fist thrown or anything. But it's it's calm, and uh, the death triangle walk off. But that's where they leave this hanging for now, and it looks like hopefully maybe they're doing what I kind of said last week where. Why not just have Andrade work with these guys? Like be there, there with with the Lucha Bros. Yeah, the yeah. face of Latinos. Yeah, I uh, I think it's a it's an interesting story, and I think there's going to be great matches coming out. Of this great combinations, um, and I could see that. But I do feel I kind of want Penta and Phoenix to be separated. Oh, really? Like, okay. I think I think both there are big opportunities as singles, and I feel. We're a few years into AEW now, and we haven't really had those big, like Phoenix main events that we should be having. Mm. And those, and same with Penta. And to move them into another group, I feel these guys have been hopping from group to group to group. Yeah, but um, if something's not really like clicking, clicking, like yeah, Death Triangle sick because it's three sick wrestlers. Mm. But like, if you could make something even like slicker work then like why not do it and i feel i feel like what we're going to get here and they did a little little bit of it aw whoever's in charge you know they're so good at tiny little things just in wrestling they're they're good at things cuz dakota kai last night on nxt did it did it too but there's a spot where like they go to climb the the rope and it's almost as if like they're going to turn on him or yeah. let him go in the and positioning then, yeah it's all about it positioning like and stuff right so yeah um, i i like the idea of this feud i don't this segment didn't really do it for me. Right. Uh, it was nice to have confirmation that kind of this is the story we're doing. Like right. these guys mixing up. Okay, that's cool. Um, but I felt it was a bit clunky. Um, just obviously it's difficult because Andrade isn't, uh, like English isn't his first language. So there was a bit of stepping over each other and even the referees running out seemed a little late. And yeah, they did. <laughs> so, so they were hesitant. They were climbing in, but they weren't charging to... Yeah actually beat them up because the refs weren't there yet so the actual segment felt a bit clunky but yeah the match is going to be good chavo guerrero's here he's going to be the mouthpiece for this guy uh yeah i want this to maybe andrade fights penta one-on-one which holy shit please do maybe he fights phoenix one-on-one maybe he fights pack leading to believe they don't like this guy but then all of a sudden they turn and do the the what did cody rhodes do with ted dibiase jr and hardcore holly he was like champ. He was on the team with him, and then just turn, turns on. Oh, him. he just he yeah. was champion at the time. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like nah, and then beats up him and t- gets the titles again with Ted. But it's like he they they can trick Pack and then be like, all right, you know what? We do want to be with this guy, and you're out. And then that sets up Pack to then I don't know find some friends and have some feuds and mm-hmm. matches because any iteration of Pack and Andrade sounds that bonkers. Sounds great. Book that for all out, and that's the match. That's that's the big feud here. All out, yeah. This. It's those two, yeah. That's what I would do. Have them turn on him before All Out and then have him face them, okay. him at All Out. Uh, but any iteration, three ways and all that stuff, which again, another faction in AEW, which is super cool because you see people like Orange Cassidy with this up-and-comer like enhancement dude, mm-hmm. like like almost like in his corner, like in his unit of the best friends team, essentially. Yeah, the, it, it's kind of like the young boy thing we see yeah. in, in New Japan. Um, so I, I like it. I like wrestlers being associated with 
people and groups, yeah, factions. It having, makes sense. That's sport. Like exactly. I don't like the ha- fa- uh, sorry the Hardy family office thing. <laughs> They're the one that I don't like the most. But still, it gives some sort of identity to everyone on your roster. Well, we're gonna have Rampage, and they got Dark and Elevation. We need to have a trios title, I think, in this company. Okay. It fits for this yeah. company, and I, I think it would make sense because then there's so many more opportunities. Just a little bit of it's it's a prop, a title, but adding like a stake in the story like adds stuff to fight for. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I'm super stoked for this Andrade thing. And I do kind of agree. Some of the things, he, he wasn't sure what to do when the crowd was like... I almost felt Chavo actually took over. Yeah. Because we know AEW doesn't script. They're right. like, let them do it. And it felt like Chavo genuinely sensed Andrade He was watching for a while. And then was like, right, let me take over. Yeah. Because Andrade just flipped into Spanish. Yeah. So I think maybe he... He did genuinely kind of forget his English lines and be like, I'm just going to say it in Spanish and someone's going to pick up for me. So the team's going to be the Lucha Bros, Andrade, Chavo Guerrero, and Alex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alex comes over as well, yeah. Why not? <laughs> they might not need him now, but then Penta says. So yeah. Chavo could just start saying that. I want Chavo to turn up the heat here. Uh, no pun intended, Latino heat. But... Um, to the heel side a bit because I think he could be mean. He oh, could yeah. say some fun, funny things. I, I mean, he was doing the big like return, so he had to be of course. baby face yeah. here, kind of. But. I liked it. I liked it. I like Chavo. Shout out Chavo and Kerwin White. We go to Christian, who's hanging out with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, and they got a bone to pick with Hardy family. Obviously, Christian beat him, but these guys and their nonsense and everything. Uh, so Marco's stunt was attacked yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was attacked. So they say, you you attack Marco. You want to attack our boy? Like, that's it. We're putting an end to the HFO for good, uh, which everyone's like, please, please. I, I hope that was an actual stipulation. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> if Hardy family loses. They're done. He's to disband. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We go to the factory. It's QT Marshall and Alex Marvez. Who says, hey, guys, you poured a smoothie on Tony Schiavone and that was pretty rude. You owe him an apology. What, what's going on with that? And they're like, oh, we're, we're so sorry. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to give him that apology. We wouldn't do that to you, though, Alex. You wouldn't disrespect us. Uh, so QT says next week, Tony Schiavone in the middle of the ring live on Dynamite. I'll give you your apology. So it kind of sounds a little scary. For He's going to do something mean, isn't he? You pour more smoothie on him. Yeah. Uh, is it true Aaron Solo lost a W in his last name? Oh, has he? I don't know. I was listening to Shot in the Dark. Oh, I've not been able to watch it yet. Listen yeah. to it yet. Yeah. It is on YouTube, though, now. Oh. All of Shot in the Dark is on our YouTube channel. Interesting. Um, thank you to Dickie, who's kind of been tidying up our YouTube channel. With God me. bless that man. Yeah. God bless John Cena, too. Covering Elevation, Dark. New Japan Strong, NXT UK, all the other shows you don't watch. Ring of Honor, MLW, NWA. Holy shit, there's a lot of wrestling. So much. That I don't watch. And I saw this week's episode is like 11 minutes. I don't know how he does it all. Don't know how. And he's got a kid. He's got a kid. Maybe. Mm. I think. I don't believe it now that he's he watches all this wrestling. How? Yeah. How can you do this? We love you. He's great. Thank you. Yeah, listen to Shot in the Dark. Uh, I know he loves The Factory. He's a big fan. He's a big who, Factory who fan. Who wouldn't be? Yeah. I think Cena could rock a QT Marshall. Bowling shirt? Yeah. I love this guy. This guy's great. John Cena? Yeah, but QT Marshall <laughs> as well. 
we go to your main event of the night. The Orange versus the Blade. Orange Cassidy, Blade. But Orange isn't showing up because he got beat up. Yeah. So the Blade's telling the ref, he's there with the bunny, raise my hand, celebrate me, I won this match. But of course, Orange, I thought we were getting another debut. <laughs> Just fuck it, why <laughs> me not? Me too. Trifecta. Uh, but Orange shows up, and he attacks, and the match starts here. Um, so the Blade, getting beat up by Orange Cassidy, starts to sell his knee, and he's in a knee brace. And he's like, uh, I can't, my knee, my knee. So the ref's checking on him. And it was a fake out, and he attacks Orange Cassidy and gets the heel heat, uh, some of it. Uh, there's then a power bomb onto the top of the turnbuckle. So, like, while both guys are standing, he power bombs Orange Cassidy onto the turnbuckle, which bounces him to the outside. That spot looked crazy. You don't see oh, that. Yeah. It wasn't like that a was buckle nuts. bomb. It was like a power bomb on the buckle, meaning you're going to bounce and fly. Yeah, this somewhere. is qu- kind of crazy. As they went to a break, when we come back, we get a stun dog millionaire, the crazy satellite DDT from Orange. The bunny tries to get involved up on the apron. The apron's a pretty popular There's spot. It's a hot place tonight, yeah. the apron. Hot club, so hot right now. Uh, but Statlander shows up. The bunny is attacked by the alien. Uh, Orange throws Blade into the bunny at one point. But, uh, ringside, he ducks a punch and shoves him instead of taking the punch from Blade. Yeah, well, just before that... Uh... Orange hits his tope and the blade pulls Statlander in front. So right. Orange hits Statlander and then the blade hits. Oh, the bunny. no. Well, Bunny's taken out. Even her ears get knocked off here. I hope she's okay. Uh, get back into the ring. He goes for the beach break, but that's countered. There's that corkscrew tombstone mm. from the blade. That's incredible. The name of the movie. Oh, Just yes, incredible. It is. yes. <laughs> uh, or whatever Okada. If you see Okada do that move, you're he's pissed mm. when he does the spinning one. Love a good corkscrew tombstone. It's the jump as well. Yeah. That's scary. It's lit. But it's only a two count. He's then hit with, yes, the beach break. But he kicks out because Orange was slow with the pin. Uh, he then like is setting up for probably the Orange punch. But this is where the bunny is fine and throws the blade some nucks, which it looks like it flies completely out of the ring. And maybe someone had to throw it back in. I could be wrong, but I'll <laughs> wait till the Botchmania comes out. He has the nucks, but Orange ducks it, takes them. And nails, uh, I think just nails him with an orange punch and pins him. And then after the match, puts them on and hits him with him anyways. Because that's what good guys do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He deserved it. Yeah. Um, this, is is Butcher injured? Yeah. Okay. So I like that they don't do the WWE thing where your partner's injured. So therefore you're forgotten about and you won't do anything until until they're back. But I I don't see the blade at this level i think he's a fine worker but orange Casty seems a bit higher than this so i can't say i've particularly enjoyed this feud um but it as it picked up towards the end it it did get my attention i think they had quite a fun match but uh i hope orange Casty just moves on from this now yeah i think he he will unless they bring back the butcher and then they do the thing but the best friends are kind of injured right now trent mm. is right so yeah uh this wasn't the most Terrible thing I've seen, but you kind of knew where this was. You, you were not going to see the Blade beat Orange Cassidy. What was interesting is we had the the intergender match recently where there wasn't any kind of like man-on-woman stuff. Um, but here, both Orange Cassidy taken out Statlander and the Blade taken out Bunny, which isn't something we really see on TV uh, at all. Yeah. So maybe testing the water a little. To see if 
what the reaction is, if there's any backlash from that, maybe toying around the idea of doing an actual intergender match at some point. Yeah, all right. They'll beat WWE to it. I mean, they did Ronda and Kurt, but it was kind of still like good, but good yeah, match. So every time it's the the woman will get something in on the men. Yeah, like that was Ronda yeah. trying punches at Triple H. Exactly. Uh, Reginald, we've seen him wrestle the women, but he's just kind of flipping around and then yeah. they'll DDT him. Or something. They've never like. But this was the the men. Like this sounds weird. Yeah. Saying, but it was yeah. the men hitting the women here. So I reckon maybe this was a little feeler. Be. What's the Twitter hate from this spot? And then see if we can oh, maybe maybe do a match. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, definitely something that's like on the indies. You go to the indies. You see it all the time. Yeah, it's all the time. And there's some there's some women wrestlers that I've... I've only seen Candice wrestle dudes until like NXT, I swear. I, I never watched her fight guys, uh, fight girls in, in, in the indies until WWE. I was like, oh, that's just something. Yeah. Lucha did it too. Lucha Underground. Yes, yeah, they, right? they've done it. Yeah, they've done a bunch there too. I'm super not against it. I think it's... it's For me, it's... I just saw Black Widow, you know, yeah, yeah. and it's... Wrestling is superheroes and things, and we, we know it's scripted. Um, I... The thing is, is the domestic violence that can turn people the wrong way. Well, and course. I never see it as that. Yeah. And I think if it's done the right way, presented it the right way, um, I think it's fine. Yeah. And there are definitely matches I'd like to see. Yeah. Someone else uh, I talked about on the show, Ali Catch. She changed her name, Ali Catch. Uh, she's someone always you see on Twitter from all these like GCW, all these shows. She's killing these dudes. She got a she got power bombed off the apron by some dude through like a table. It was insane. And I'm like, yeah, why can't you wrestle? Because you're awesome. Like when mm. I'm watching you, you're crazy. You're amazing. So why can't uh, we get maybe more of that? It's something I'm not against and that I would like to see done done right though right like you're not gonna book you're not gonna book uh Hikaru Shida versus Brock Lesnar no but um you could do a an Orange Cassidy or someone against also AEW they like to keep things as attractions right we've only had one cage match we've only done the one blood and gut so far um and I think something like that is an attraction that you're not going to do it every week, but you could build and actually have a a proper intergender match. Yeah, 100%. And Chris Statlander and the bunny. I've seen the bunny, I think. Uh, Cher- what was her name? Cherry Bomb. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely something. I didn't even think of that from watching this. But yeah, that that's cool. We have an announcement next week on Dynamite at Fight for the Fallen Fest. They're gonna be, there's going to be an announcement from Tony Khan who's going to be announcing a special event. What is this special event? Is this the special show with TNA? And Did they say event? I thought it was just a special announcement. Oh, no. I thought they said it was a special really? event. An okay. event announcement. A special event announcement. Okay. Yeah. And this is actually Tony Khan coming out. We haven't really seen Tony Khan on Dynamite talking. No. Nine days. Nine days. Yeah. That's the last time. <laughs> so uh, what do you think this is? Daniel Bryan. CM you just Punk. said it was an event. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Uh, he's going to announce a stadium show. A stadium show. Another stadium show. Is there a stadium show? Arthur Ashe. Yeah, bigger. Bigger. How many people at Arthur Ashe? Like 20,000? 20, 20, yeah. They're like going to do 60,000. 60,000. Give it a year to book. The, the Rogers Center? Yeah. All you got to do to book this is Daniel Bryan or CM Punk is on it. You'll get 60 wrestling fans. I'll go. Fuck. Like, the, the fact when All Out was, like, announced... It felt so 
amazing. Like as a fan, we watch certain past shows from different things and you're mm-hmm. like, oh man, that seems like it was a, a pivotal moment and looked special to be there. We had to go to All Out. You'd probably say the same thing about them doing some sort of mania style show for AEW. Wouldn't you instantly go, oh, uh, I'd love to go sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you, if you go, I said, I said before, yeah, they could fill a stadium with Punk and Joe or Coda and Kenny, but now the characters have changed and it's just put Daniel in a match, put Punk in a match. People will go. Yeah. 100%. Uh, and maybe that's the announcement. Or maybe I'm totally off and he's we'll just going to be like, hey, we'll we're going see. to Toronto. We're going to England. We're going to Saudi. I don't know where Tony Khan is going to do shows, but maybe. It's just going to be Braun Strowman showing up, isn't it, instead, after all this? Wow, that would be a fucking amazing swerve to fuck with people. <laughs> hey. All these reports yeah. are fake. Not they're, even, they're not like even fake reports. No, not out. even fake, but like a pre, like to fake fake you out before the the big reveal. I do like a fake fake. I like a little, yeah. a little shitty return or debut. Yeah, and then it's like, yeah, but here's the real one. Yeah, Braun Strowman comes out and they're like, "What's this guy doing? The Men Among Monsters? <laughs> what's this thing? <laughs> Monster Among Men? Yeah, and what's he doing in AEW? And all of a sudden, flying knee out of nowhere, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, love it. Final countdown." Right? Final ca- Oh, they'll probably buy it for him, wouldn't they? Yeah, he probably bought it right now. Oh, probably that's bought it true. today. Final countdown for Brian. Uh I guess Punk obviously is cult of personality, but you could also do his uh I saw people on Twitter were talking about his uh what was his Ring of Honor one? Like AFI or something mm. like that. But you would probably want to do cult of personality. Yeah, it's whether he would I mean he came he came out in UFC to it as well, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, it's whether he, he worries it will be too, like, that was my WWE date. Nah. But if he used it in UFC, I reckon it's cult personality. Yeah. It'd be pretty it's a great cool. song as well. Yeah, Shall just, I sing it tonight? Yeah, at karaoke. Yeah. Is that going to be your first song back? I don't know. Oh, oh no. Now I've got the anxiety of first what song, song am I going to pick. Do Final Countdown. First song back. Do Bon Jovi. How many ironic pandemic songs are there going to be people are doing? Like... Like or like that. things like the boys are back in town and stuff like that. <laughs> do 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 meat. Meat? Meatloaf. <laughs> like a nine minute epic. Yeah. Celine. Should I do short people by Oh, uh, short people by Randy Newman. By Randy 100%. Newman. End of end of thread. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna message Jason now. Jason Rowland, yeah. a karaoke DJ, who we've not seen since exile of the pandemic. Just DM him now. I'm, sure. I'm DMing him right now. Do you have Randy oh Newman short people? Are you doing karaoke? I swear we'll finish this show and then we'll go. Uh, which leads us to... Oh, I forgot about a segment. We my have favorite segment? Alex, is it Alex Marvez? Who's yeah. Alex Marvez with Chris Jericho who's not facing the camera. He's facing away here. Chris Jericho is looking away with his leather jacket. So we know it's him and his hair. And Marvez says, Jericho, next week you're going one-on-one, no DQ against Nick Gage. And what are your thoughts? What's your game plan? What are you going to do? And Jericho, you can hear him talking, saying, Nick Gage is a demented, violent man. And the only way is to, for him to fight him is the, the most violent, dangerous iteration of Chris Jericho that there is. And he turns around, revealing... The face paint revealing the pain maker, Rah! as he says. You made it sound so much cooler than and it he was. He did, yeah. Um, oh, this got a big laugh from me. Uh, 
I love Chris Jericho, but the pain maker, it's not like he's turning around and it's the fiend or it's not as cool as like Balor's the demon. demon, you know, it's, he turns around and it looks like he found a hat in his grandma's closet and he's tried on her makeup as well. It's, it's almost like a mime. It just looks so silly. It's like a juggalo. I'm just, and he looks old and just weird. <laughs> Oh, man. I didn't find him intimidating at all. Not intimidating, no. And it's just his black lipstick and eyeliner. His and... cane gear. <laughs> his cane tights. He's got cane tights. I just found it really funny, and I don't think that was the intention. I think there was a part of it to like feel like it's Jericho. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I think he just doesn't care anymore, and he's like, this is... This will be cool. I, I I'm interested in the match. You already oh, got 100%. Yeah, yeah. It was funny. I'll admit that I laughed out loud. Uh, very strange. With the pain, but you knew it was going to do that as soon as he wasn't looking. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. It's like what else? What else could he have done? The most violent version of Chris Jericho ever imagined. And then he turns around, and he's like in a full suit, or he's got like <laughs> he's got the ponytail hair. What else could he have Sorry, done? I'm just. <laughs> What are you laughing at? You I've looked up the picture. Of- I, I I tweeted uh, Painmaker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's the Painmaker from one of these sketches, and I think you should leave oh. with the hat, with the thing. Yeah, fuck. Oh well, I'm gonna be the Painmaker for Halloween. Yeah. Oh fuck, it's gonna be on Donkey Kong, baby. <laughs> we'll be. We'll just do. A I whole, look like Nick Gage though. Let's <laughs> do a whole Chris Jericho party. Everyone's got to come as a different iteration of Chris Jericho. <laughs> I'm Painmaker. You're Painmaker. <laughs> Who else can I what be? What should I be? Like, there's there's when he had the like mustache and the goatee, the, the li- like list. The Jericho. list Jericho. I'm th- I, I can do the like Bon Jovi hair, I guess. Grow it out a bit. Fuck, we're doing a Chris Jericho party. <laughs> COVID's back. We're doing a Jericho party. Everyone's got to be a different Jericho. What's this? Rule out. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> what 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 other versions? Lionheart. Lionheart. J- WCW. You've got the the undisputed Ralphus, the suit, suit Jericho, um, the glittery shirt, the light up jacket, light up jacket Jericho, obviously. Yeah. But then you got to either buy or make a jacket. That's a mm. lot of work. Painmaker, I just got. No, play. we just use these LED things. Yeah, on a jacket. Yeah, yeah. Or ask him where he got them. That's yeah. a good idea. It's a good idea. Or just like a Jericho party is tough because everyone's got it. one person. You got you get you a have sign. duplicates. It's okay. Or no duplicates allowed. You get you get you draw a number. So real niche, like your uh, oh, didn't he work? He worked with like a broken arm for like a few weeks. So he's in a cast. So you can be broken arm Jericho in a cast uh, with like shitty indie gear. I'll be Jericho walking around with a uh, a cup of coffee, and then I accidentally fall into someone at a cane party, and then right. the cup goes on them. That'd be a good one. One person is allowed to be Luther. <laughs> Not even Luther wants to be Luther <laughs> at this party. He would come dressed as the pain maker. Jeez. Shout out Luther. The real king of the death match here. Why would they sign him? Remember when he main evented Dynamite? Fuck yeah, I do. Because he's the death match yeah. king. Luther. Fuck. Uh, this Jericho party is a good idea. But you could just simply do the like... Sturgis Jericho. Sturgis Jericho? Oh, right. Biker Jericho. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, you could be... Uh, January 6th, Jericho. Mm-hmm. There's so many different Jerichos yeah. you could be. Oh, I'm excited. You got me excited for the pain maker. <sighs> Grey Goose. Everyone's drinking Goose. Grey Goose. Oh, I, I can tell you about the Jericho times I've met Jericho. Definitely Grey Goose Jericho. 
<laughs> I love Chris Jericho. Uh, differences aside, Chris Jericho's my, my goat of wrestling. But I, I thought this was funny. Looking at the camera with the makeup, it's like, come on. But you already sold me on the match, so let's go. It's almost like he had to steal the attention away from the announcement of this match. It's like, no, you're the one fighting him. That's amazing yeah. that you get to do this. This is great. <laughs> Crazy. Wrestling's funny, ain't it? We go to our main event. We ca- we're talking all about laughing when we're about to talk about death. A Texas death match. John Moxley, the IWGP US champ from New Japan versus Lance Archer, former champ of this, right? Yeah, former champ. Yes. And, uh, well, th- Moxley's the one who beat him. He is? Yeah. In Japan. In a- This is a rematch of the Texas death match. So here in Texas... Which is great. Huge pop for, well, both guys, really. But even Lance Archer, being from Texas, they were going super hot for him as well. Moxley coming out white hot with the wild thing. It's great. What a great theme for him as well. Look, just looks great. And this is, it's Archer who comes down with Jake the Snake and like who, uh, who's recently re- like re-signed, I think, for two yeah, years. Yeah, two-year deal. He throws the kendo stick and I swear it bounces off the ropes and hits himself in the head. Yep. Uh, and then Moxley just charges him and it's a slugfest from the gate. And they're beating the hell out of each other. They're fighting ringside, throwing each other into the, the crowd, into the stairs, into the guardrails. I swear Lance Archer picks up a guy like a plant and throws him. It was a good plant spot, though. Yeah. Because uh, the guy, like, I saw him in the crowd for a while. Yeah. So, obviously, it's a plant. He's not going to pick up just some dude from some the crowd. Kid. But it worked. And it, the crowd really was, like surprised by it and reacted really big to this yeah i did too it looked great there's then a tope that's blocked and then moxley there's the the steel that's been revealed they take away the padding near the ring and moxley ddt's him on it and the camera cuts away and i don't know what what was going on there but he is now bleeding Mm. that that blader lance archer looked great the blood flowing from this and this is not enough john moxley clearly big fan of shark week Last week, he smells blood, grabs a fork, and starts carving out this guy's head. Oh, yeah. This is disgusting. I've watched a lot of forks and pizza cutters. There's a lot of forks at the moment. So hot right now. Yeah, forks in the head here. They go to commercial break, picture in picture. Remember when we had picture in picture and there was a Canadian destroyer? Mm -hmm. And we thought that was bonkers. How about picture in picture while there's repeated strikes to the head with a fork? Yeah, like they start brawling and then still P and P, and then I'm like, look, I'm probably watching that Sprite commercial again, and I look over at the screen again, and I'm like, wait, what? He's just jamming him, like, <laughs> like fucking, like he was using this fork and bashing Lance Archer's head in as if he was a suicidal man stabbing a toaster. He was just like fucking ramming him, yeah, like both, I don't know how both were throughout the whole match. This this fork, they definitely, yeah. Pierce the skin, I think. Like, obviously, you're faking a lot of it. I hope so. There were some that looked pretty nasty. Yeah, they they got me. I was I was sucked in from this. They come back, and then Moxley's just wrecking him. He puts a chair around his ankle, jumps off the top, and stomps on him. There's then a punch to a trash can lid to the head, and Lance gains control. Uh, but Moxley's yelling at him, "You ain't shit, Lance!" And then starts biting his face. He really just wants to fuck up his face. Um, but there's a German from Moxley, and then Lance Archer just gets up. He's kind of no-selling it. He's not going down, and then boots him in the face. There's a ripcord Uranagi from Archer. would look great. He sets up some chairs, and it's almost like Moxley 
gets out of it, and now he's going to use these chairs. Yeah, he's going for the, the blackout <laughs> onto the chairs. Right. Moxley gets out, and he rearranges the chairs to make them even more dangerous. We're like, they're back-to-back now, standing up full front. Well, he took too long there rearranging the furniture and ends up getting choke-slammed onto this. Yeah, this was nuts. Um, we saw the, the spot with, I think it was Adam Cole and... Alistair Black do this spot on the edges of the chair. Yeah, take like yeah, that. yeah. This looked nastier because he's slammed down on it. It's worth noting just before this, Moxley low blows Archer True. as well. And Mox definitely realizing his place. He's very over with this crowd, but Archer's the, the hometown boy and definitely leaning into some heelish tactics. And, they booed. and he was getting booze. Yeah, he was getting booed when he low blowed him. Yeah. But uh, I was... Good guys should when they do it. But still, it's a no DQ. Mm. They're killing... Better than using a fork. Yeah. We were cheering that. Oh, <laughs> Kick yeah. Kick him in the balls, though? No, 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 no. That's bad. Uh, there's blood spraying everywhere. When these guys are, like, cl- clotheslining each other, the blood is splatting, like, in the air. It's misting. It's, it's great. It's art. Um, there's then a paradigm shift from Moxley, but Archer, like, gets up, starts flipping him the bird. This is great, because he's... It's... it's Moxie's finisher. Yeah. Um, and Archer just suddenly, I think it's on the six count, just sits up super quick, holds right. up, flipping him off. It's that like second wind. Uh, I didn't really explain with the death match because this because was Because they didn't. Yeah, this was, this was a, te- a last man standing match. Yeah, this what a Texas death match is you uh, pin a guy and then they've got to answer the 10 count. Right. Um, they didn't mention what it was on this match and then after the commercial i think they realized because jr goes oh the rules are pretty simple it's submission or can't answer the 10 count right okay. so they, they flipped the rules but yeah it was essentially a it works better that way though like the 10 without i don't need the guy to pin the guy and mm. then do it just lay him out uh so he hits him with the paradigm shift but eventually he gets up and this he flips moxley the bird so he gets even more mad and moxley yet again grabs this damn fork and this is where he's really jamming him in the face here. Uh, grabs barbed wire boards and sets them up over two tables ringside. So now there's two tables and two boards of barbed wire. And they go up on the apron. And this is how Moxley beat Lance Archer with the paradigm shift off the apron through those Japanese tables. Here he's got barbed wire set up on them again. And he's ready to hit him with this move. But now Archer's got the fork, and uh, it looked like a little bit of a receipt here with the fork. This oh, is... this ice! This definitely went in his head. This went in the guy's head. Yeah, John Moxley has a scar, many from this match alone. Both of these guys do, but he jabs him directly in the head, like quick, like spike stabbing. This is fu- oh. this is like shanking a guy in prison. Oh, this is oh. fucked, gruesome, blood everywhere. Moxley's bleeding. They're on the apron. The barbed wire boards are set up on the tables, and Archer. Picks him up with a choke slam off the apron through the barbed wire. Moxley's banged up. He's bleeding. He's stuck. It's total he's Terry. Caught funk. in the wire. Yeah, yeah, he's caught. The ref with a pretty fast count, I might add, counts to ten. It's how you know it's the end. Yeah, when they speed it up. It's a ten count. It's a ten. Meaning, your winner and new IWGP United States Champion Lance Archer. Wow, this was great. Yeah, my. My only gripe, and it's being just pedantic, was that they didn't explain the rules, really, sure. what it was. Apart from that, I, I loved this match. And 
a surprising decision, but I actually think this is the right decision. Um, Moxley doesn't need this title. Moxley's established. He's a top guy. He's going to be a top guy for a long time. Archer is someone they they try to have you believe is credible, and he's that he's in that role like that a Kane or Big Show would be in. He's the first person to challenge the the new champion, but you know he's going to lose, so you can't really get too invested. I think having him here win this title in front of a like a hometown crowd made him seem a bigger deal than he ever really has here. And he did it at the end of a great, great match. I thought they delivered on violence. Um, I like this one better than the last one. Me too. Me yeah. too. Uh, I thought they really delivered on the violence. Both brought this intensity to it. Uh, I, yeah, big thumbs up from me from this match. Me too. This definitely helped save this show. You needed a solid match of the night, and this is where they gave it to you with these guys killing each other. It was kind of like last week. We had a violent match. This was way more violent. Yes. I preferred this to last week's match as well. But yeah, uh, these guys went out and killed each other. Again, mm. not usually our bag, but they've been saying, look, we've been to wars together, so it's about time we do it again and, and find out who is the bad, scary motherfucker. And well, Moxley lost, but in a good way that still kind of protects him. Like, you got fucked up. It's John Moxley. Yeah. He's so big at this point. Yeah. I, th- I think this does so much for Archer. And you're going to buy him more now when he's the challenger against another top guy. Yeah. Um, because he's definitely someone who's lost a lot of his big feuds. Sure. So, yeah, this... Yeah. We're definitely, giving, this is a thumbs up from me. Yeah, Lance Hoyt gets his flowers yeah. here tonight. Hoyt gets his roses. Lance Archer. This is his best AEW match, I would say. Yeah, tell me what was better than this. Yeah, I can't. From Lance Archer. He's had good. some entertaining stuff, yeah, but yeah. This, this was the best match he's had, for I just, sure. I just liked it. It, it. This this whole show felt like a good scape, uh, landscape of wrestling in general. You get your hardcore stuff. We're going to see another one next week with Nick Gage. It's That's just a, a genre of it. And yeah, Moxley's really good at it, and so is Lance Archer. I, this, got, this had my full attention, mm. the whole main event. The fork was really gross. And it got my attention. Yeah. Show this to your non-wrestling friends. Talk- <laughs> this will be your thing. You talk to people for the next little while. If you can see your friends again. And I hope you can. Be like, yeah, you know, I like that wrestling shit. Uh, this guy used a fork. What do you mean? Well, let me show you something. What do you see for Moxley? Like his next big program? program? I mean, he was no, no uh, Eddie Kingston out here tonight. But Not I mean, tonight. you could still stick him with Eddie. You could put him in a single. You could do Moxley Miro. You could do. Moxley uh, Miro. Uh, I don't know, actually. I, that feels I, a step down. I actually, Mox, yeah, I like Miro, but I'm confused because I actually thought they would have just kept this on this going for a little bit until just after All Out, and mm. then set the course of what they want to do with him. Uh, so is it Moxley Punk? It's whether maybe Moxley can't do that. He can't New no. Japan show, right? He can't. So then why have the the US title on True, him? So yeah. it makes sense to flip it. Uh, uh, so uh, this Mox means Punk, you're saying, yeah, Mox Punk is something you could do down the line. Um, yeah, I don't think we see Brian or Punk. Until or after all out. If you do Mox Punk, you the fact that they're both from WWE, Mox did the thing where he left, but continued wrestling. You can definitely do a story. You became the person you cut those promos on. Right. You fucked off forever. You're coming back part time. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm the guy who held down the fort. Yeah, I, I felt trapped. I felt uh, a prisoner at the other place, but I didn't quit. True. Yeah. Yeah. Heel mocks. Oh no, baby mocks against Punk. Punk's the babyface though. Mm. Right. 
Punk's the babyface. Punk is getting cheered. No He'll get what. cheered, yeah. But I think you can you can flip him heel very quick. Well, I think you could have Mox say those exact same things in his as heel. a heel. Yeah, yeah either yeah. way, for yeah. sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't I don't know the direction for Mox right now. Seems um, unless unless they oh, uh, Alistair Black, Malachi Black. He's not fighting Cody. Oh, because Cody's coming up. That's right. Sorry, we we didn't mention they also announced August fourth, a Wednesday night, Jacksonville. Homecoming, Dynamite, Good versus Evil, Malachi Black, Cody Rhodes. Not okay. on, not on a pay per view. Not on a pay per view. It's free. Watch it on TV. Yeah, so million, maybe Black, million views. Black Moxley. Oh, that should. Black that Moxley. Feels big. Black Moxley. Black all, Moxley out. all out. Oh yeah, that should be the next guy he kicks in that. Yeah. And then pisses Moxley off, and and cool. a, and a loss there doesn't hurt. But isn't that what what's great about this company? There are so many so many fresh combinations you can do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, I I didn't think this was the greatest episode. I really enjoyed the main event, but I find AEW very enjoyable every week. Even when it's not the best episode. It's still better. It's still good. Like, I still don't... I'm not bored. It moves so quickly. Yeah. Uh, it's It gives you a variety. I felt it, it lacked uh, some star power this week. Um, like, Kenny Hangman was sort of buried early on, quite quite a quick segment. Right. Nothing really from the Bucks this week. Um, I don't know. You've got matches with the Blade and Sean Spears and that kind True. of thing. Um, that being said, it wasn't a bad show by any means, and I did enjoy it. And that main event was awesome. Yeah, they Loved killed it. each other out there. The Texas Death Match. Having a lot of good matches recently. Yeah, AEW has been the, the, the solid show. As the wrestling fan, they don't treat you stupid. They they deliver and they they cut cords on things that's not working and they improve things that that aren't working and, and everything seems to be working and it seems exciting to just be watching this stuff honestly uh, I, I I even on the terrible episodes and this wasn't one of them this was this was like a seven out of ten for me but like still better than it, it's what I like out of my wrestling even the ridiculous pain maker face <laughs> turnaround thing the sting. And Orange Cassidy gives it. A oh, 10 that was a highlight. That was a for ten me, out of ten. Yeah, that was the that was the highlight uh, next to the death match. But uh, solid episode from Dynamite. And yeah, August fourth, Malachi Black Cody. That sounds awesome. Um, the graphic is sick. It's like Malachi Black in the darkness, like Undertaker or Rob Zombie, and then Cody in his white suit, like heaven and good hell. and evil yeah the graphic is sweet we're totally using it for the show uh, yeah. on that episode <laughs> uh so we'll be talking about that when that one comes uh so thank you for listening to us talk about dynamite we do this every wednesday night if you're a podcast listener wherever you may be driving working walking whatever hey how are you um give us a nice review on apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you do because we would like that if you like us you can obviously listen to up next we do the nxt reviews dynamite reviews and shot in the dark all here on this free feed, and we record uh, Dynamite and uh, up next, BD Elite and Dynamite, all that stuff. Twitch, you can follow that because we Twitch these things if you like to see what we look like. So you know Davey is a true grime artist. Yeah. Oh, well, of course, yeah. You, you can know, you know if you watch the video, you can see the shirts we're wearing, like you were supporting Orange Cassidy tonight. And support us and Pro Wrestling Tees. ProWrestlingTees.com slash up next. Yeah, and if you like listening to us podcast, well, patreon.com slash up next. My birthday's on Monday, July 26th, and we've agreed we're doing birthday shows where we get to pick stuff and we watch them. So yours is in September. You're picking Whiplash. Yes. We're going to be doing that in a month or so. But Monday's my birthday. I'm turning the dirty 30, and I'm picking a movie that just turned 30. 
Point Break, Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze, Meatball Subs, Gary Busey. <laughs> uh, yeah, bruh. Listen to that. We recorded it yesterday. Fun, fun movie. If you have not seen the movie, go watch it and uh, we'll talk about it in our little book club. But it's a birthday celebration on Monday coming out. Uh, and then we got uh, Was Next. We talked about the Clash of the Champions uh, edition of that coming out from two- April 24th, 2013. Dusty Rhodes presents the Clash yes. of Champions. Uh, and I feel like we're missing some. Oh, we have an up yours. World Champ Patron. We recorded it today. Scrump has chosen the 2009 Zack Snyder movie, Watchmen. Yeah, you finally watched it. You yeah. finally watched The Watchmen. I am one who watched The Watchmen. I have watched the movie, and we're going to talk all about uh, the, the naked blue man and his naked blue penis. Yeah. And the guy with the ink blots on his face. It's pretty much me and Scrump talking and then Braden's like, yo, but there's this blue guy with a big dick. Like, what, tell me, what, what's going on with that? Can we go back what's more into that? that? I want to hear Sorry. more about that. <laughs> yeah. uh, so listen to that because Scrump uh, definitely knows a lot about Watchmen. He's a big, huge fan and it was fun to catch up with him. The three of us always ha- have a laugh. And you made a strict no mummy, Brendan Fraser or Chipotle talk. And I thought we were pretty good. Yeah, it was probably our shortest show ever with Scrum. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning it was two hours. Yes. Which is short for a show with Scrum. Yeah. Uh, shout out Scrum from the PWT cast. And shout out you for listening. But yeah, patreon.com. You get access to all these shows. It's only five bucks and you get access to everything in the back catalog. Was next, best matches ever, all that stuff. And we're working on the August schedule and we have some things lined up. We're going to be talking all about SummerSlam. We announced our BDE. Uh, sorry, we already did BDE in the bank, but we're doing... A, a tailgate for SummerSlam, and then an up next summer, which is our SummerSlam games, events, events, yeah. whatever you want to call it, and stuff. But follow the socials at Up Next Podcast for all that stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening Let's to us go talk. Sing, yeah. We're gonna go to karaoke. Follow the socials if you're yeah, listening right we'll now. See if we if we if we if made we brave it, it. If we got there. It's looking all good to us. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for listening. Shout out Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Shout out CM Punk. Shout out the Blade. Shout out Wheeler Utah. Jack, Johnny Utah? Johnny Utah. Wheeler Utah. Wheeler Utah. Yeah. And shout out you. All of you. Our dynamates. Yeah. Dynamates. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. Ahoy! Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.